0: this year who we sat around with some architects and we threw around some ideas um, and came to some uh, finalized decisions about uh, the type of building we're going to build and that has grown and been consolidated into uh, a building team that we have constructed together now uh, who is helping to navigate a lot of the uh, affairs uh, that have to surround this this process of getting this building built uh, now I'm, I'm thankful for their experience and for their counsel because I'll guarantee I've I've never built anything <laughs> and you don't want me making those decisions and so I think in the multitude of counselors there is certainly safety and I appreciate um, every one of uh, those individuals who've been a part of this process I do want to introduce a couple of them to you here uh first off, where's Brother Dale at? Uh Dale Murphy, will you stand for me? Uh Dale Murphy is our project manager for this whole thing, and he's probably put in uh I know he has put in more hours and more effort than uh just about anybody else into uh what we're about to present to you tonight. And I'd like to thank you, Brother Dale, for the work that you've been doing. We sure appreciate it. And uh, a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time with contractors and architects, and uh, a lot of things I don't even know about that he's been doing. I'll guarantee you that, too, because I know how these things go. Uh, well, the, well, the guys that are on our building team, can we have some of the uh, guys that are on our building team stand up for me as well? Those of you that are on the building team, um, stand up for me, if you would. Okay, yeah, here's here's some of our men that have been helping to give counsel, and they spent a lot of time and given a lot of hours uh, above and beyond to... Um, put together a lot of what we're going to be showing you here tonight. And there's, we're not done yet. We're still going through this process. But I appreciate their prayer. I appreciate their counsel. I appreciate their work. Uh, many of them have also helped to contribute with um, the property over there, uh, with some things that we've already done over there. And so I appreciate you men as well. And I'd like to say thank you to all of you for your work as well. And uh, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Well, I want you to take out your uh, build packet there, and we're just going to take some time to uh, try to cast the vision um, for what God has in store for us. I told you this morning, we are proposing to build a new building, not to change who we are as a church but so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. And we know what our purpose is as a church. Our purpose is to glorify God and to edify one another and to testify of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we are striving to accomplish that purpose, God's giving us a mission to be able to do that. And that mission is to make mature and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ. Who we are as a church... What we believe as a church is not going to change just because we change locations. And I'll tell you something that's so important to me. I've talked to several pastors and they say, you know, um, churches started to grow. And a lot of times what happens when churches start to grow, they, um, they're willing to start making concessions um, in order to be able to have more growth. We want to grow, but we want to grow the right way. Make sense? We want to grow the right way. I've uh, had people as soon as the past couple of weeks asking me, well, uh, I just think we need to change this or that in, in, uh, in, our, in our doctrine or, or uh, in what we believe. And I'm going to tell you something, we're not changing. The Bible's not changing. We're not changing. Um, as far as what the truth of God's Word is. Now, we are changing in the sense that the Holy Spirit is growing us and helping us to be more conformed to the image of Christ. And so I understand that, but I want us to be really clear right from the get-go that the purpose of this new building is just so that we can continue to do what God has enabled us to do right here. And so through this whole process, we want to continue to stay after uh, uh, people and leading people to Christ and helping them grow in their faith in Christ and all of those things. Uh, We don't want to get so busy doing the building of a building that we forget that our main purpose is to build people, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, to, uh, to, to, to bring them into faith in Christ and help them grow in their faith. And so that is uh, a very important clarification as we get started. Why we need to build? I've been asked that question by a lot of people. Well, I think that if you've been here on a Sunday morning here in the past couple of months, you'll understand that we're running out of space. Um, and uh, there are lots of things that we could do uh, to, uh, and we may need to uh, do some of these things uh, in, the, in the process of while we're waiting to get this building to be built. Uh, of course, one thing we could do is move to multiple services. Um, and there, there are several uh, strategies that could be used to uh, do those kinds of things. I'll, I'm just going to share with you something personal. As a pastor, I just do not like the idea of going to two services. And uh, I've had several pastors tell me, well, you're probably not going to be able to get around it. You're probably going to have to have to do it, end up doing it one day. But as a pastor, I just don't like it because your first crowd doesn't know who the second crowd is. And it feels like you've got two churches. And we have, in all the growth we've experienced, I really feel we've been able to maintain that family environment. And I never want to lose that. Um, And that's one of the reasons why the small groups are so important um but uh, that that certainly can be something we can do um but there are many other reasons for why um i believe that god is leading us to uh to build one of those is uh here the past the past several months especially we've been seeing people saved and baptized almost on a weekly basis and you say is that going to be sustained well it's really not up to me that's up to god i know right now it's harvest time and i'm enjoying it okay um, and i just say, let's go ahead and see it continue on forever. But that really isn't up to us. That's up to God. Uh, but the point is, our attendances have been growing. Um, our giving has been growing. Uh, our, our youth ministry has been growing. Uh, I got to preach to our teens this, this, uh, this past Thursday. Brother Reese uh, invited me in there. And I'm just so excited about the future of our youth ministry. And really, the sky's the limit. Uh, and I believe God's about to do something big uh, among the youth in this area uh, God sent a, a very, good, very good young couple our way, and they're doing a great job, and I'm looking forward to seeing what God continues to do through their ministry. Our children's ministry has also increased. We've expanded on Sunday mornings to three classes now, and that is continuing to go up. Um, and these are some of the, our nurseries are full. I, I found out about two more babies being born in our congregation this morning, and I thought, well, we're going to build this church one way or another, amen? <laughs> but... Uh, if, you, if you, ask, you ask the nursery workers, they will tell you the nurseries are full, um, and we're, we're needing to grow almost on every level. In addition to the church, there is the ministry of Lighthouse Christian Academy. Our academy a couple years ago was still under 50 students. Our academy has grown to almost 100 students, and I'm going to tell you something. We're, we are maxed out. I mean, the, the growth of the school is going to be stunted until we can Uh, Come up with another solution, and I believe that solution is what I'm going to propose uh, for us here tonight. And uh, the truth is that this property we've exhausted our options, we looked into buying the property next to us, we looked at remodeling, we looked at some different things. And just with the space and resources that we have here, uh, there's not much more that we can do uh, that's feasible um, for for the functionality of the ministry. Uh, trying to just stay here and do things and so these are all reasons why I believe that God is leading us forward uh, to build this new building now last May many of you uh, were here some of you were not a part of the church yet uh, quite uh, quite yet then but in, in May we had our first build meeting of the year and at that point we introduced to the church the new strategic plan for our church and uh, I don't have page numbers on here but this is in your book as well And you can see the site plan. Let's throw the site plan up uh, on the screen. Um, if we could for the, the building. There it is, the master plan uh, for our building. And uh, this is what we are seeking to accomplish as a church. Uh, in the next, uh, in the next uh, one to five years, uh, we want to have our new, uh, uh, to build the new church facility. That is our strategic plan. And phase one of that, which I'm going to talk about more extensively in a minute, is to put the exterior structure up. And phase two of that would be to uh, complete the interior. Uh, of the building and then the phase three would be then to take this building and remodel it and make it into uh, temporarily Lighthouse Christian Academy uh, the whole building this this auditorium will be gutted and we'll make a gymnasium in here and all the kids said amen all right um, and uh, that'll be a one of the teachers too I'll guarantee you especially on those cold winter days um, uh, and we'll be able to make some more classroom spaces out of um, what, uh, what's not having to be reserved for the church. And it really is going to help the school be, uh, be able to continue to expand. And so obviously there are a lot of factors for why um, this, this is a good move for our church. That's immediately what we're looking to accomplish. Now, long term, there's also spot, uh, a spot uh, marked off to build Uh, family life center or whatever we want to call it Um, but a a building that is going to be not just a school building but a community building Uh, a a building that will have a very uh, very nice gymnasium in it and something that we can use to minister to our community and open our doors to the community and just a great gospel outreach type of area uh, as well as moving the school permanently to uh, the new property long term that's what we want to do you say is that going to happen in 10 years pastor I don't know I know a God who can and uh, he who aims for nothing hits it every time. We're on God's timetable, but we're striving uh, as God continues to bless and grow us, um, we're striving to have a plan to sustain what God does Um, now in the next 10 to 20 years we've talked about this building what are we going to do with this building Uh, there's a couple options and we don't have to make a decision on it now we can sell this building um, and use the funds raised from that to um, uh, pay off uh, any debt that we may have incurred in in the building process at the other buildings Uh, or I'd love to repurpose this old building and use it for use it for gospel ministry in some way um we've talked about uh, boys or girls home or something along those lines who knows what god wants to do uh through this through this building down the road we'll talk about that when we get there but that's the strategic plan that's what we are striving after as a church and so now i want to zoom in on that plan and i want to focus on the first phase of uh of this strategic plan phase one and that will involve the exterior structure of the building. Let's put up one of those pictures of the exterior, exterior structure of uh, the building. Now, this first phase, which is the phase I'm proposing that we move forward with as a church, is a phase in which we are going to strive to put up the exterior structure of our building. Uh, uh, Dale Murphy, as long as, as long as the leadership team, the build team, they have... Uh, work together along with uh, a trusted contractor in our area, uh, Jay Cruzan. Uh, we're working with uh, our architects, uh, Dean Brookie, uh, out of Durango, um, and uh, they've been doing a gr- uh, they've been doing great work for us. Um, and so we've been working along through this process. And what we've been able to figure out is that it's going to take a little over eight hundred thousand dollars for us to complete Phase One, um, and uh, that is something that is uh, certainly. Uh, uh, more sustainable. Last May when we were talking about doing this building, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, um, but the figure that we gave was five million dollars. Um, and that was something that was, uh, that was, that was not uh, practical. I wouldn't say it's not feasible. God can do anything. Um, but we want to temper our faith uh, with uh, the truth of God's word and with reason. Um, and I think that those uh, two things certainly go together. And so this is a, uh, a, a proposal that I believe is a good first step for us. Obviously, we're not going to stop with the the exterior structure, but in the next 12 months, 10 to 12 months, this is a great uh, first step for us to strive for. Um, And what uh, ended up uh, leading us to make this proposal more than anything else is that we do have some cash that we can use and starting this process, working off of a cash basis, I believe is honoring to the principles of Scripture. Um, and uh, we want to strive to do that as far as we uh, are able to do so. And so I really like the new building um, proposal that we have here. This isn't indefinitely what it's going to look like. For example, the lighthouse on the side, uh, that may or may not be there. If it is on there, it's definitely not going to be full color like that. Um, uh, But you can kind of see a few things that are different. From what we first proposed, uh, there is a a baptistry extension here on the east side of the building. And so that little uh, extension on the east side of the building, which would be uh, to to your far right, uh, that would be to put a baptistry right in the center of the back of the auditorium. And the original plan we had proposed, that was actually going to be off to the side in one of those uh, wing areas. And so uh, we just felt as we were doing some budgeting, and uh, we felt like it was, it was something that needs to be central to our mission, seeing people saved and baptized and added to the church. That's kind of what gospel ministry is all about. And so we're going to put it in the center, uh, and that is what that is for. The entrance has changed a little bit as well. Um, in the original design that we showed you in May, um, we were told that to finish out the building, it was going to be significant, uh, an ex- a significant amount uh, of money more to do so. Um, But we, uh, just using some common sense and some uh, uh, more trustworthy individuals, I feel like, have been able to determine it's not going to be near as expensive as what they were trying to make it out to be. And so we just decided to complete uh, out that uh, 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 southwest corner of the building. It's hard for me to show uh, you, if you haven't seen what I'm talking about before, you'd have to go back and look at our original proposal that we had given. But if you look uh, at the floor map, of our building. Let's put that floor map up there if we could. Um, that's the current building. That's not it either. That's not it either. There it is, the floor plan. Okay. So if you look at the bottom, uh, it would be your, uh, to your, uh, the bottom left for you, that corner of the building was originally going to be a porch. We have decided to finish that out now, create another meeting space, some additional pantry space, Um, The utility room, we moved it from the awkward place where it was, put it back there, uh, ended up making the men's restroom bigger. Um, And then we may make uh, that blue portion there is the nursery. We may make that a nursery extension, or we may put another wall there and uh, create another classroom space there. One neat thing that we haven't fully developed, and so I don't have all the information for this yet, but we're talking also about putting floor joists in over this uh, far left side of the building. And so the, um, if you look at the, uh, what would be the uh, fellowship hall or the lobby and the auditorium, obviously those roofs are gonna be vaulted, And so we won't have a second story there, but we're actually talking about putting a second story over that uh, far left side um, of the building. And what that will end up meaning for us is uh, a lot more square foot, a lot more square feet. I think uh, well over 5,000 square feet. Um, Obviously with the pitch of the roof, we won't be able to use all of it. But it will be additional classroom space, storage space, and all of those kinds of things. We probably won't finish it at first, but it will be there. Um, And so we would be able to utilize that space in the future. Um, Otherwise, that will just be sitting up there doing nothing for us. Whether or not we do that is not established. I'm just sharing some things with you here, Okay. Um, because the interior is phase number two. We're talking about the exterior, getting the outward part of the building. Now, let's go back to a picture of the building, with Zach, if we could. Um, And so, let's go to the other picture, if we could, of the building. Uh, One of the things I really like about the new design is uh, the porch that's gonna wrap around the side of it. Um, And I'm really excited about that. It'll be extra fellowship space for us as well. I just like the look of it, too. And uh, so this isn't a completed design. There's still some uh, cosmetic type stuff, decorative type stuff that we're going to add to it. Um, but the, the building is really coming together very nicely. And, and, uh, but we're looking at, in this phase, just putting up that exterior structure. Obviously, when we complete the exterior structure, and uh, let me just tell you this, timeline for that, that we are going to put forward for the church, is immediate. I'm proposing that we take a step of faith, move forward with the first phase of this process, and so uh, what that will mean is by this time next year, and uh, Dale, you told me about uh, three to three to four months, right? Once we begin the process, uh, three to four months we could have this exterior structure up. That phase one is going to include running utilities. It's going to include pouring uh, the, the, the footers and, and the concrete and getting all of that work done, ordering the building package, and then assembling that building package, which will include the siding around the side and will include the roof. It will not include the porch and the decorative front necessarily on the building. Uh, windows, doors, those things will be included obviously in this first, uh, first phase that we're talking about. It will give us a structure uh, that is completed And when we finish phase one, then we'll talk about uh, moving forward and what that's going to look like. But I'm trying to cast the vision for what this process is going to look like. Over the next 10 to 12 months, we're, we're looking to enter into phase one and get phase one completed. Then we'll move to phase two. And phase two is the interior completion of the building. We put a floor map, an updated floor map for you in your handout and also some interior inspiration. Now, don't look at that and say, I don't like those colors, or I don't want a pew, or I don't want that. Just calm down, okay? We're not making any drastic decisions yet. We're just trying to cast some vision. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this is going to come together, and uh, I believe that God's going to provide and God's going to direct us in uh, in the direction we want to go. And but I do like some of uh, uh, some of what we've got here on the interior uh, design, some nice bathrooms and some nice fellowship space, and of course a beautiful auditorium to be able to worship in that's acoustically sound and all of those types of things. Obviously, we're going to plan this. Uh, as well as we can. When we finish the exterior of the building, that's when we'll focus on uh, uh, working on the interior of the building. And at this point, I don't know uh, that, that that process may not mean that process of uh, phase two may not, mean, may not need to be broken up into two phases as well. Uh, we're going to take this a little bit at a time and let God lead us through this process and try to be as frugal and as wise stewards of God's resources as we can possibly be. Um, and that's an important thing. Now, I want you to go in your booklet to the build proposal. I want you to go to the build proposal. We prayerfully consider moving forward by faith. What the leadership team of this church is proposing is that we move forward with phase one. And I want to talk to you about what's going to be involved with that. I put this in writing because I want it to be something that you can uh, that you can. Uh, dwell on and pray about specifically as well we're going to move forward with phase one what that's going to require is uh, a little over eight hundred thousand dollars obviously we're working on uh, bids that aren't necessarily exact um, but i think it's a very fair uh, a very fair estimate of what the cost is going to look like accomplish this there's a couple things we need to keep in mind the first thing is what do we have right now right now we have and you can see it there $435,753 are in uh, available savings. Uh, We have uh, reserves as well, and we're not hiding the fact that we have $120,000 in in reserves. What that means is that's basically uh, three months' worth of our expenses to be able to operate, and we want to be wise stewards of God's resources, and if we have a difficult month, be able to have the resources on hand to be able to take care of that. By the way, that's a smart thing for you to do too if you don't do that with your personal finances, Um, and so there's a little tidbit for you, but we certainly want to be wise stewards uh, with what God has given us here. We still have a school to run and a church ministry to run, and those things are very important, so $435,753 is what we have, which leaves about $360,000 that needs to be raised in order to complete phase one, right? We're looking at $800,000 that need to be raised, and we're looking at um uh, some of that we already have we can begin this process we need about three hundred and sixty thousand dollars more if we're going to complete uh phase one here's what i'd like to ask our church to begin to pray about i'd begin i'd like to ask you first off to pray that we take a step of faith agree together to start the process of building this building and keep kicking the can down the road and Uh, Keep waiting for a better uh, economic time, for cheaper prices, for more money in the bank. We could keep doing that, but at some point we're going to have to take a step of faith and decide it's time to build. And that's what I want to challenge our church to pray and consider doing. Now, I believe it's a decision we need to make together. Because like I said this morning, no one man, there's not a man that can do this, but there is a God who can. And God is in the, uh, God is in the uh, how God works today is by using his people, he uses his church collectively as individuals, but he works through them to do his great work. And I believe that God wants to work through this church to continue to see souls saved, people baptized, people growing in their faith. And as we're faithful to go about God's business, there, giving and serving. I believe that God's going to provide to help us every step of the way and he's going to guide us every step of the way as we take this step of faith. And so uh, what what I'm asking you to also consider, as we use cash to begin this process, we take that as far as we can. Of course, I'm going to ask you to make financial commitments as God would lead you to. Some of you already have. You did back in May, and uh, you're, you're already giving. Some of you have not yet. And I've had several people say, well, I'm not going to give until I know this is going to happen. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to happen, okay? Uh, we're looking to move forward with this. Uh, and as long as the church votes together to do this, we're looking to move forward. And I'm asking you to pray for God to provide and pray also asking God what He would have you to give to be a part of this process. No one of us, um, no one of us can put a dent in what's needed alone. Together, I believe that God can take our little and make much out of it. And I believe that God will provide. And uh, so all I'm asking you to do is pray about what God would have you to do. Uh, Some can do more, some can do less, but all of us can be obedient to do what God's leading us to do. That's what I'm asking us to do as a church. I'm also proposing in this that if it becomes necessary and our funds run out in the middle of phase one, that the church approve that we get a small loan to make sure we finish phase one. We don't want a concrete slab poured and metal laying out in the field somewhere and not able to put it up and finish the job. Uh, you understand that's not wise stewardship. So uh, we have uh, over, uh, uh, over half of what we need to get started, which is a, a great start for us. Um, and I believe that as we begin to give, God's going to continue to provide. It wouldn't be great if we never had to take the loan. Um, that, would be, that, that would be just fine. But... If it needs to to be there, come next summer, we run out of funds. That's why I'm asking you to also approve in this proposal that we can get up to a $300,000 loan to be able to finish Phase 1. Now, before we move on, wise stewardship would be we get Phase 1 paid for. The process of getting Phase 1 paid for... able to plan out how we're going to do phase two Um, so we'll see how the Lord how the Lord works through this and uh, I can't see into the future but God knows what he's doing and I believe God's leading us in this direction and so I believe that God is also going to provide for us and so with that let me talk to you about the build fund this is something you're gonna see on your tithing envelopes your offering envelopes some of you've already seen it on there and I want to clarify what this fund is for Someone recently told me when God creates a need, He's obligated to meet that need. Are you growing this church? No, God is. If there's anything good happening here, it's not because of us. It's because of God. I think we all can agree on that. God has been blessing. Souls have been being saved. We don't save them. We can preach, we can serve, uh, we can witness, but God brings the increase. God draws sinners to repentance. That's not us, that's Him. He gets the credit for that. God has created a need here in this body, and I believe that God also intends to fulfill that need. just don't know how, right? And that's the exciting thing about stepping out in faith. You're stepping out, putting your confidence in a God who we know will provide. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And uh, God has all the resources necessary to lead us forward with this building, and uh, not just for phase one, but for phase two, and for whatever other things are down the road that God's going to want us to do. We know that God's good. We know that God's at work. We know that God can, and I'm asking us to put our confidence in an almighty God who, who, who has all the resources in the world at his disposal as we get ready to vote on this, uh, this, uh, this fund. I'm also asking you, as I've said before, to consider giving what God would have you to give. Let me read you a passage of scripture here very quickly, Second Corinthians chapter nine verses six through eight. The Bible says, "But this I say: he which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity." For God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And you know what? God has all the grace uh, stored up that you need to be able to pour out into your life. And as you choose to be obedient and giving, what God has has for you to give. The Bible says every man needs to give according as he purposes in his heart. It's not my job to get up here and say, well, you need to give this much and you need to give that much and you, you need to do what God tells you to do. No pressure here. And this is between you and God. But I believe if we would be open and willing, ask the Lord what he'd have us to do, God will make that number clear for every one of us. I don't know, some of you are uh, in financially hard times or uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're a young family and just don't have a lot, but I'm telling you something. I, I began to learn when I was a kid, and you kids listen to me. I learned to start giving when I was a little kid. Gave one dollar a month to missions when I was nine years old. I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do it. This isn't possible. Uh, my parents wouldn't pay me. Doggone it! I had chores, but <laughs> they wouldn't pay me. And uh, but you know what? Every single month, I saw God provide that dollar. And a lot of months, I had more than a dollar to give. Pretty happy about that. And I learned early on that God would provide. And uh, God will take care of you as you step out in faith to make these kinds of decisions. And that's what I'm asking you to do as well. And, you know, through this process, I hope to get several of you up here to share testimonies of how you have given and God has just abundantly blessed. Some of you just some amazing testimonies of that. And I'm looking forward to hearing some of you share those testimonies in time to come. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I believe the date that I'd like to propose to the church is November 13th. November 13th, um, let me double check my inning there. That's a Sunday. There you go. Um, November 13th, the evening, I would like to have um, another fellowship together. I'd like to make a decision as a church about moving forward. Between then and now, if you have questions? Ask Brother Dale. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, Ask us uh, if you have suggestions. Those things are welcomed. If something's not clear to you, um, we welcome uh, those types of questions. I don't want this to be a unilateral decision. I want this to be a decision that we make together, the church. Um, And so, uh, but I do ask that you begin praying with the rest of us about what God would have us to do. And I am anticipating we're gonna step out and faith in a God who can do what man can't do and begin the process of moving forward with this building next year. Now here's a fun thing that uh, I think will be something that will have uh, great value to us down the road. Notice in your handout there under the build fund that I am proposing that we use a giving tree. Um, I, sh- I have a picture of this and I forgot to put it in the slide so I can't show you but I actually saw this at another church and I, I thought it was so neat and I also saw something like this at the Ariola Community Center. How many of you have been in there before? Uh, the Community Center. Well, along the, 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 the wall when you come inside the building there, there is a metallic tree that's hanging on the wall and it has a bunch of gold leaves on it with names on it and they use that for a different purpose than what I'm proposing to you here. I like to use this a monument uh, to the people who invest and pour into making this building possible. So, what we're going to do with this giving tree is, and you don't have to participate, um, but I hope that you will, not for you, not so your name can be put on a little plaque and, and, and hung on the wall. We've got some young people, and I think of my own kids. One day they're going to grow up, and they're not going to appreciate it right now. One day they're going to grow up, and you may be here, or you may not be here anymore to look at that wall, and they're going to read a name, right? Vern Kreitz, John and Debbie. It means something to me that they look back and say, thank the Lord for some people who are willing to sacrifice. So the church could move forward. Listen, God gets all the credit. This isn't about anybody getting credit, but I just believe that there's something to honoring people who make sacrifice and uh, I am I'm looking forward to, uh, forward to being able to give and be a part of this process as much as God allows us to be able to do so. But this giving tree, how it's going to work is every person who gives, uh, gives $2,000, it doesn't have to be a one-time offering. It can be a collective offering over time. But every person that gives $2,000, will, will, we will uh, make a, a leaf and put it on that tree. You can put your name on it. You can put a Bible verse on it. You can put your grandkids' name on it. You can't put your cat's name on it. That's all that I say, okay? No cat names, all right? That's demonic. But anyways, um, I really don't care what you put on there as long as it is um, appropriate, okay? Um, And we're not looking for, for man glorification here. We're looking to give God glory through this process, but I think this is an important memento, monument, uh, like I said, that we'll be able to look back on in time to come and thank God for those who gave so that our church could continue to grow. And so the good news about that is 180 leaves and we've reached what we need to reach. It's actually going to require less than that um, to be able to raise the funds that we need. That was if we uh, were needing to raise um, the, whole, the whole cost for the project. But anyways, that being said, I want you to pray about that. And uh, that's something that, of course, um, uh, you may choose to give in a designated fashion. Uh, I know most of us do that for the sake of tax benefit. You may choose to give anonymously. And you know what? It doesn't matter if your name's written and put on a tree on here on earth because that'll fade away. Um, but God is, is, is not unfaithful to forget your, your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his, na- his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. And uh, God has a record book in heaven. He knows every sacrifice that's made. I want to encourage our church to begin praying about taking this faith step forward. Collectively as a church, and as you pray about taking this faith step forward, understand it's a decision all of us need to make together and that all of us need to contribute to. We go through this process. There may be projects. We say, hey, we need some men or some ladies to come down and help us do this to save some cost. And uh, I fully expect that our church family will rally. And we might have some late nights um, working on the property uh, to be able to save some money and get the job done. And we'll, we'll be praising God as we do it for every soul that gets saved and every life that gets transformed through, uh, through the new building that's going to be put up. But that, in essence, is the vision that God has placed on my heart for our church and um, moving forward with phase number one. Tonight, I'm not going to take questions, and it's not because I don't want transparency. It's because we could have all types of questions. I do want to answer your questions, however, and I hope that you will ask them. If you have sincere questions um, or concerns or any of those things, uh, especially as we get ready to bring this forward to a vote on November the 11th, um, we got some got an important decision to make here, and it's going to take all of us partnering together. Now, I have... Five minutes. I'm going to use it, bless God. Oh, you think I'm done? I'm not done. I have five minutes left, and I want to use those five minutes to do what I believe God would have us to do. I'll read to you one verse, and then we'll do it. Daniel chapter two. We were there this morning. Daniel chapter two we talked about this morning. How to let God do a supernatural work, one of the steps that Daniel took. Resonates with us for this moment, right here. Daniel chapter 2, verse number 13. Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Daniel do? Daniel went to his house, made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. I have time to elaborate this text as much as I'd like to tonight. Let me tell you something. Daniel was faced with an impossible circumstance. First thing he did, he prayed. He didn't pray alone. Other people of God who were in Babylon with him, he said, let's pray. It wasn't a small prayer that Daniel prayed. It was a big prayer. In fact, it was a prayer that in verse 10, the other wise men in Babylon had said, that's not possible for a man to do. Asking for God to do, but presumably to the people of this world, was not something that was possible to be done. What I'm asking us as a church to do, especially over this next month, is to begin praying a big prayer. Begin praying for God to guide us, lead us individually and collectively, use us, take us to take a faith step forward, building this new building. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do. I just know. I just know. We've been doing this. We've been doing this too long to not know. God's going to work. I know we're going to be standing up here praising God in time to come for how He does. Right now, it's it's time for us to take a step of faith. And so how I want to close this service out tonight is I want us as God's people to take some time, come together like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did, pray for God to do what only God can do. And when when Daniel and his friends start...